Michael, welcome to the show. Good to have you. Well, I'm pleased to be here. We're back again Matthew. for another Jerry. I, Matthew and Jerry show. This is great. Another Jawbox <laughs> session here today with Jerry White, Jawbox Jerry himself. And this series is called Hospitality Legends. And you've been pumped up big time as a hospitality <laughs> legend. No, well, I've been on the street for a while. <laughs> you've, been, you've been about. I have. How long have you been at the Crown? I'll be 36 years there this Thursday. Wow. That's unbelievable. And it one, is. I mean, because hospitality itself, the very nature of the job, mm-hmm. people tend to move from bar to bar. So three to four years is usually what you expect. That's it. And, and you're there tenfold then. And anybody coming to their 30s that just give up and look for something else. Or yeah. And you were, you were in the Europa before uh, you started in the Crown? I wasn't indeed, Jerry. That was my first uh, footsteps, if you want to call it, and um, done everything. So it was just the general gopher. Yeah. You know, a cloakroom attendant that it ended up being, the washing dishes, she done it. And that was like, that was just your grounding, yeah, you know? Yeah. And then what, what I found really interesting, and just maybe just for the time that we're in, mm-hmm. you held off starting the crown for a week because you had tickets for a Tina Turner concert. I did indeed. <laughs> yes, that's true. So that you were There's a man's done his research. Uh, <laughs> so you were I supposed did. to start and then... Cause this, the it was actually this day 36 years yeah. ago. It was a Monday I started at 10 o'clock. And now she just started showing And, and that was a ten, to, 10 to 5. I think it was good to me, but I ended up uh, double shift at the weekend. You know, <laughs> though, I think they wanted me to start because it was the bank holiday weekend yeah. then. And now she says, no, I was away. You know. And was that the concert she played in Dublin? It was, yeah, it was uh, Break Every Rule. Yes, I was in the yeah, RDS. I'm sure I was at that myself. Oh, it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Paul Brady done support, I think. Uh, who? Paul Brady. Probably did, and I couldn't remember, yeah. you know. I was more interested in seeing the her stuff across the stage, you know. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and then it was another two shows after that I went to see. Yeah. I was hooked on it, you know. No, she was brilliant. Um, an unbelievable, unbelievable You're the epic bloody artist of seen that. It all dead. Scud. Scud as well as Slavery you know? Yeah. So you sent her a quote, right? You said, there's bartenders and there's bartenders that work in bars. Talk yes. to me. It's just as people give up, as we were just talking about. Um, bartenders are just that person, the, 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 the eyes and ears, aren't we? Um, listen to every woe and foe and not give the best advice, but, you know, you just go you're along. Always ear you're always here in the ground. You know, it's, as much as they say about, they're talking about, about barbers, you know, getting people to talk and hearing about people's, you know, just to alert them and yeah. different things. But bartenders are like that. Um, we're not, but don't know everything. But you know, you do learn life skills. Mm. You know, and I think at an early age when I was started in the in Europa, it woke me <laughs> it woke me up to life yeah. really. You know, you know, because it wasn't it wasn't quite we lad like, but um, it was you know it is a it's a profession in a, in a way. You know, yeah. people they wouldn't wouldn't class it as a trade back in the day, but it is a trade, and it should be more recognised yeah. for it. You know. People shouldn't swan off from it, and as you know yourself, Jerry, yeah. from managing and stuff. There's people who have that skill, they can manage, they can manage and do well out of it. And there's people that are good at being the person about the bar, or you know, can because I mean, th- that's a swagger, a un- you know, yeah, that's a unique skill in itself. Uh-huh. Which I think we, we 
but the other sort of job accidents we were doing and talking to other people in hospitality, unfortunately it's something with younger people coming into hospitality, it's just something that they've lost a wee bit, that interaction that you get with the customers. And you've been doing it that long now, it's just yeah. natural to you. It is. Yeah, well, and you're like, I don't want to, but you're, you're old school. Yeah, well, yeah. well, that's what you would class that. Yeah. I was old school teaching, but going back like from 1985 when I started working yeah. in Europa, and uh, it happened by chance that there was a vacancy going in the Crown, and I applied for it and got it, you know. And I remember going, it was two interviews I got right away, and, <laughs> and I'm always told that by a uh, column that works with me that. Um, uh, you came in and you were like Rupert de Burr. <laughs> you, 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 you check jacket and check trousers, you know. Unreal. I put up a style then, you know. Yep. But, you know, so um, I came in. You wouldn't see young ones coming in now with a shirt or a young lad coming in with a, you know, suited. Yeah. You know, they're just coming in with a pair of jeans and a t-shirt, you know. So your first impression does last. Yeah, if they want it. And, and my uniform that I wear in work is iconic, you know, yep. you know, you'll see on the photographs and stuff like that there. And the amount of people I, I'd be asked, much as much as your waistcoat going for, uh, oh, I like that waistcoat and the, the Yanks, especially these cruise ships coming in, yep. they just trail it off your back, <laughs> you know, because of the chicken and all being on it and exactly, the logo yeah, of the yeah. bar. And back in the day, we were all wearing waistcoats and aprons and stuff, but now it's... You know, there's black and white. You know, yeah. I think it's nice, but, but it has got a lot more casual. Than what it, oh, it what has, it has. Yeah. You know, the, you know, and I think that's the. It gives you the, what do you call it? Uh, I'm forgetting the word I'm going to say here. <laughs> no, it's gone yeah. in my head. But I mean, the, the crime was always a bar that you wanted to work in, wasn't it? Because of, like, yeah. even back then, it was still an iconic bar. It was, yes, uh, iconic. Um, I would have seen it from the Europa, looking yeah. over, you know, never thought I'd, uh, I would be there, but I got the job yeah. there and I haven't looked, you know, maybe from the upbringing when I see my dad in and out of work and things like that and the struggle and I remember when I told him I got the job, he used to like bad son and yeah. that was it, you know, my dad worked in catering, yeah. you know, in, in the 70s, he couldn't really you know, hotels were getting blasted left, right, and centre. He used to work in the middle in the Grand Central you know, years ago when he, you know, when he first started off. Yeah. And um, I think it just may have been in my blood to do it. Yeah. You know, um, I left school. I couldn't get a. I went to ATP like any other sixteen-year-old, and you wanted to learn a trade. There was no work. Yeah. He, he just couldn't get to do. He couldn't get the apprenticeship unless you depending on whatever foot you kicked with yeah. you, you got in you know and hospitality seemed to be the trade more everyone would say it yeah bluntly Catholics would have fell into yeah. you know anybody I met in Europa either from the markets or from the yeah. falls you know and there were a great bunch of people and then until I started working in the bar and it was more or less the same like yeah. you know it was only over a lot of years now you do see you know it's cash for you know young ones now yeah. you know I've seen some young ones coming in and out they've done well you know they've, they're educated now they've all they're either students you know the, the full time part of it aspects of it all and the zero hours and all I'm still lucky to have a 39 hour yeah. set week you know alone but don't do as many nights now <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's my age you know but it's good <laughs> so what is it about as a two-folder right what is it about the profession itself, the trade itself, that has kept you in it? And then what is it about the crown that's kept you there? 
The profession, every day is different. I think every day, you just don't take one day to grant it. You, you know yourself, every you, especially our place, like it's, it's Groundhog Day. Mm-hmm. You know, you look up and there's, there's a different face. You still get your local coming in and out. Uh, you know, Billy or Sammy coming in from over the road or whatever, or somebody coming in from Carrick just to get their paint to Guinness or whatever. You know, you've got... You still have a re regular crowd coming in and out, you know, but without that regular crowd coming out, and especially after the and COVID and all, you know, you were getting a lot of people coming into Belfast that never been to, you know, they'd never been in the crowd. Yeah. And they were marveled by, you know, the the, the glasswork and the, the snugs and everything else about the bar, um, the history about the bar, you know, but yeah, it's now. You know, you were dragging people in then, you know, and then they had that difficulty of having to seat people and stuff. You know yourself, Jerry, yeah. there just before you finished the shoot. You know, it was just, it, it, it was desperate. Yeah. But now it's, you know, and then really since the, the Good Friday Agreement, you know, you've seen the gradual change over the years. I mean, the influx of people coming yeah, in. Out, to you know, back in the city you know, and you're, you know, and the city centre is like, it is booming. Like, you yeah. know, I remember in the nightlife and the, in the Golden Mile, as they called it, you know, and they walked on up the street, and you had Harvey's restaurant, and then you went on around the Dublin Road, you had the, the elbow rooms. But right, everybody yeah. just seemed to, the crime was either the first port of call or the, <laughs> the last, last port, port of call, call because the bus station was only across the street. Yeah, and really. just even the precise and where the bar is, because you've got and like the opera house across the road. That's it. So, and then obviously that's where a lot of the famous people would have come in because I mean you were only there your first week or something uh-huh. and you were serving the paint to Brad Pitt like, oh, that, I know yeah, yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah. that doesn't happen every day no actually. no it doesn't there was main, <clears throat> amount of people even local stars you know I've known Gordon Burns from the Crippen Factor yeah. days from working in the bar and he still comes in at night and you know gives me a wee nod for a call yeah. and gets and of course everybody knows Charlie Lawson like, you know yeah. but you know I know him as a friend, just coming in and out. I don't don't follow whatever he, he likes. Yeah. I may like some things. And his wife, Debbie, as you Debbie, know yourself, yeah. she's one, yeah. ah, she does mountains of charity work and yeah. stuff like that. There, lovely garden. She just loves me to bits, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, funny enough, it was actually at a 60th birthday party up in the house, you know, along right. with Michael Stewart and that. And um, I felt privileged even to be asked, you know. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> when they went around the family, where are you going? I, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 you know. But yeah. I just know Charlie is Charlie. And, and exactly. of course, over the years now, knowing Jimmy Nesbitt, over 25 years, and he gave me a TV, gave me a TV break in Cold Feet. That's right. <laughs> you know? yeah, 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 yeah. Cameo role in Cold I know, Feet. I cameo role, yep. Yeah. 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 I was asked to say something like, uh, catch yourself on or something to... Yeah. Uh, David Bafflewit, you know, yeah. their Pelt Force, whatever you call him. And uh, he came in, the big snobby English one, you know, three points, you're fine, he's Guinness. And I looked at him as if he had two heads, you know, so uh, <laughs> set up the Guinness and stuff like that. Him and John Thompson and that were in. That was, uh, that was a marvellous day, yeah. you know, for three minutes, and it took about seven hours to do, you yeah, know. You get those, that's you know, yeah, that's mental. All the BBC ones were coming in and out, and Alf Garnet, uh, <laughs> right. he came in, he was overdoing, so you think you've got troubles. I think I was around about the. Late 80s, maybe early 90s, and he was, uh, we say, he was all right, but he didn't like me. Like, it's <laughs> the comedians, they like to give a joke, but they don't like taking a joke. Uh, yeah. And uh, 
he turned around and said to me then I used to have a gold crown oh, and you get up and brass so I says like you get up and get the bick across your head in the mornings you know <laughs> and that just didn't go down I'd like a lay balloon with him you know and he didn't get that boy away from me and uh, all this here you know and that was it but all I was doing was just standing in the background supposedly with a, a lemonade with a slice of lemon and getting full with Bacardi you know so there was no job box then that's right that's right so I mean talk to me about the history of the place because it is it's one of those real iconic Belfast spots it is. Um, firstly, it was the Railway Tavern, and um, <laughs> I think I'm going to go blank now. <laughs> uh, it was known as the Railway Tavern before it was taken over by Flanagan, and they took it over in around 1849 when the bar was, it was established from Phoenix O'Hanlon, and he named it the Crown. And the old story of being him and her having the argument over the name of the bar, they all said, Apparently, the lady is a Catholic. He's actually buried in St Patrick's in Banbridge, and it was one of his sons or something was studying architecture and thought this was a great idea to do up the family business with these yeah. Italian craftsmen. We were actually in Ireland at the time to build the churches and cathedrals around the city centre, and um, they were now up to do a bit of moonlighting. So. They got to fit it out the bars, very churchy looking, as you can know yourself, Jerry coming in and out, and. Um, all the confession, all the snugs were all putting bars down for a person of wealth or a lady didn't want to be seen drinking. So this is all before the suffragettes, really. Yeah. You wouldn't have seen a really seen a woman. And then the crime being what it is on the corner of the street had a side door. So women would have came in more so through a side door and into one of the snugs and got their service. And of course, there's the, the wee bells that they would have rang and there's the alphabet, ADJ, yeah. which is hilarious when people ask you. <laughs> oh, what's what's the A to J, sir? What's that mean? You know, all the Yanks coming in and I says, well, you see, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Around here was a red light area at one stage. Yeah. You're what? He says, a red light, you know, brothel. He says, upstairs was a hotel at one stage before. He says, and rented out the rooms. <laughs> but sometimes, I would say to them, the women didn't have, have the money for the rent for the room that they used to snug. And, he says, and each and each was named after each so A was Annabelle B was Bertha C was Charlie D was Dolores oh god that's great man <laughs> they believe you uh, <laughs> so it's only a joke folks <laughs> but I mean obviously around that area was very much uh, yeah yeah well they had the railway station across the street then and it was as I say in the railway tavern it was like the focal point, and then as the years go through, you know, 1947 being the big thing, the film, The Odd Man Out. That's right, yeah. You know, um, James, James Mason, was that? Start James, James Mason, Mason. F.L. Green, mm -hmm. uh, he was the novelist, and he, he, what do you call it, he made a stead and sat in the crown yeah. and wrote a couple of chapters and made have brought the, might have been where he used to film and then they reconstructed the bar in the film where they reconstructed the whole bar yeah. and dagging him and uh, there's a still of it down at the bottom end of the bar now Mason isn't in it but people still think Robert Newton is John uh, James Mason yeah. and there he is he's not and there's first Doctor Who's in it Hartnell and of course the uh, Irish actor Cyril Husak who yeah. I met uh, way back in 89 um, whenever the, the bar was going through it's one of those may have been a centenary or, or yeah. something or other and he was invited in I think it was, may have been something to do with the National Trust opening up and all that I know Angela Rippon and I opened it up in 81 or something like that there 
and the, the National Trust actually took over the bar in 1978. Yeah. So they did for the bars, you know, yourself, for real photographs, and you look at it, it was in disarray, you yeah. know. And the Phoenix O'Hanlon was the last, they were the O'Hanlons, they were the last, um, McGinney, sorry, it was McGinney family, they were the last family to own the bar, and... Um, Nobody really passed it on. Of course, seventies Belfast was going through the conflict, terrorism, stuff like that. There's nobody doing. You know, no bank was going to payroll anybody, and the, only for Sir, uh, Sir John Benjamin, the poet laureate, coming to Belfast. Oh, marvels of the crown of Arnold. So it's, <laughs> we'll have to buy this place when we get this way. So through him, uh, you know, anybody going through it, it worked. Didn't it? So it worked. So uh, Bass Ireland, as you know yourself, yeah, Jerry, through the years when they were up in the west. They uh, they intervened and uh, and then there was the, the agreement. Uh, the one you know, oh, we'll take we'll, we'll so they had the, the hundred year lease, you know, yeah. on these never ending leases. So they more the subsidies paid the rent and stuff like that there. And then through the years, uh, it changed hands. Um, monopolies and mergers and breweries couldn't own the amount of stuff in the 90s so that yeah. was Tories again for you eh? <laughs> so um, we came six continents and then it went into the hands of M&B yeah. and they were still the umbrella branch of the, the thing so that's who I work for is Mitchells and Butler and um, the Crown is still is owned by the National Trust and they all they do it's just pay for the upkeep of the building yeah. really you know um, as I say in the 90s the bar 90% of it's still original you yeah. know the windows God, they've had their they've had their share. Yeah, but you know. mean, the amount of bombs that went off in the uh-huh. hotel across the road—it's uh-huh. surprising that any of it's still left at all. Well, the last the last big bomb was only our thirty years ago, mm-hmm. and in the the twentieth of May. Um, it actually was thirty years since the the big bomb had hit the uh, Glengall Street Grand Opera House in yeah. Europa, and you know yourself, the Europa. Hastings got it at a bargain, didn't he? Oh, he yeah. had a million or six million or something at the end, you know, but um, it, nobody knew if it was going to be open again. And then the next minute, oh, oh, they put a big facade in this here, boys, you know, <laughs> decorated it up and then it's going through and it's had hit its centenary eight years, they've done it up again. But great, great building, an iconic yeah. building of Belfast, really, you know, and... Of course, the crown did suffer all that damage, like the panes of glass alone. Back then, you're talking nearly a hundred thousand pound, probably be the the do like thirty years ago. I hate to pay for it now because one of the snow panes was damaged there at the beginning of the year. Fifteen hundred pound just for a wee pane of glass. No, it's just. No bigger than the paint glass. Because suppose it would all and be handcrafted. It had to be handcrafted, yeah. planished, painted, and then the fifteen hundred pound just oh. madness, just to replace. I mean, so, must have been the last big restoration that the bar had. Uh-huh. It was done beautifully. Uh, it was just two, unbelievable. Two six, like that the, was the, the smoking ban. Yes, that's right. Yes, the smoking ban came in, and then that's when they jumped they were on cleaning it. Cleaning the ceiling and all, and well, it's that actually was, that was unbelievable. It was supposed to be started and all, but. Yeah. Because of COVID, they've missed a year, so they could be, I think, maybe starting this autumn, and I'll be scaffolding back up with a laugh. It's always P.O. Neil scaffolding, and yeah. we all know who P.O. Neil was, <laughs> you know, <laughs> telephone call to P.O. Neil, you know. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, 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 the, the photographs that prove it, you know, yeah. scaffolding, you know, so... Um, they, that all that'll all go up again, and that, a lot of work was done then. The yeah. fenials and stuff, stuff that had to be done was done, roof and things like that. There, you know, and just 
general maintenance. There's a lot of tiles at the front that were damaged and stuff, and they were able to, the factory's still going in Stoke. They're just outside Derby yeah. or somewhere around the island, the Pottery Andre anyway. Somewhere it makes freaking tiles. <laughs> so um, they were able to get the pigments and stuff like that there, and all they do is get plastered in. These experts come in, you know, they're a great bunch of people, yeah. you know. Like, the cleaning of the ceiling, they'd take up the eight, eight to ten weeks, yeah. and they were laying on their back with a drop of pneumonia and water and cotton buds and Q-tips cotton buds yeah I mean I remember seeing photos in and out and the bar was divided off and there was a big white sheet it was like the new peace wall and was just coming in right oh, we didn't mind them writing on it yeah. because nothing worse, anyway, yeah. nothing worse than the, the snugs getting score yeah you know, it's nothing worse than it you know people think it's a laugh and oh, I was here blah 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 yes there may have been stuff done probably from the the 80s or whatever 90s and then really since the tourism boom of the yeah. ships you know people think it's great just to score uh, we were here in our hand and all this or we were here in our stag you know it's it's not nice to see because it costs money in the end totally. and everybody yeah. moaning about the price of paints you know so <laughs> you know and the cost is the, the fella comes in to do the like I went to school with him he, he, um, he comes in and French polishes them all down every every wow. few weeks like you know you put signs up sure in one you know, they read the saying, ah, and I caught an old fellow on his 70s, but he, <laughs> but, ah, he was an American. Hey, hey, boy, what are you doing? You know, and I, I, I'm surprised he didn't have a heart attack and they had to phone the ambulance for the boy or something, you know, and here, shit himself, I swear to God. He says, ah, uh, just fixing this up. Uh, he's right. fixing what up? He says, somebody's wrote their name, I just want to make it clear. And he says, get the fuck out. <laughs> Take your paint with you. Lift it on. He looked at me, I'm sure he, he went back to wherever he was. <laughs> you know, uh, that was some reception I got in the crowd. But then, he, you know, people just don't have it. Yeah, no. You know? And he was saying there, like, about the troubles and all the bombs uh-huh. and stuff. And I remember reading somewhere, I think it was an interview you'd done with the Telegraph, that there was... He's were put out in the bomb scare. And by the time the police sort of said, right, everything's hoax, everything's back, he's were all too black to open up the bar. Aye, because <laughs> uh, the only bar, because, well, the jacks that was going then, yeah. and it was closed. You had Jury Lane, it was closed, and of course, Robinson's next door, and the big dock at Night Brennan's, it was closed. And we were closed. And so the only place you could go to was round to the wash. Yeah. And we went up to the wash, and that was it. And it was in an hour, so we'd come back and Billy, I remember Billy going, oh boys, you have to come back round now. And now Kearney, he was actually off and uh, we were full, <laughs> full, you know, it was great crack. You know, you wouldn't get that. Do you do anything now on a busy night for, for the soldier or the duty or whatever, the police to come in and say, yeah, lads, you're going to have to clear the place. Yeah, there's a there's a incendiary across the street. Yeah. You, you happy days. <laughs> you know, paints are in all over the counter, and then there's people lifting their glasses, and, and then the, the cheek of them come back the next day. I left my paint here last night, mate. Who's uh, a con? And he says, "Aye, come on. I never seen you." And, you know. Well, I've, I've, I've come across that people coming uh, in and saying, "I, I never got a chance to finish my paint last night because we were we were put out and uh, and, and what." Uh, and then so the the title celebrity barman, Michael yeah. Celia Barman. Uh-huh. That, that came from a, a radio DJ from City Beat or something? Or? Mark Lima. Mark Lima. Mark Lima. And uh, I think, I forget his other, his mate, his co-host at the end. And uh, they just said, 
got here Celebrity Barman again and there's something like that. Yeah. that that's, I've and used yeah, the then Celeb Barman, Mick, you know, so it's it stuck, you know. And were, you, were you helping, a, did it start by you helping a damsel in distress outside Europa? Uh, Who's down or something? Well, it sounds like a very informed, uh, informed yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah. He's been doing his research. It's a magic hero. Are you on the phone to McDonald's or something? You know? uh, Sunday World. Have the mug. Still have the mug. This is as priceless as a gin, jaw, uh, jaw box gin mug. It is, you know. So I have the, the, the Sunday World mug for it. Uh, some nurse going home. I was dropping. Of course, I had the car. And going up west. Of course, I live north. I north. And the North fellow was me, North and uh, John, God rest him. He was my, uh, he was me, it was just in my whip. <laughs> you do that, done, son. You do it this way, you know, you, you know yourself. You, you, you jump when you were told to do it. Now you couldn't turn around and say, the kids with the, in the bar, you know. I got my mummy for you. So <laughs> they, we were going home up the West Link. Surprise, it was opened uh, uh, before the falls and the balls, and we were coming along. The next minute, was seeing this girl in the hazard light, especially at Belfast then. But sure, there was no fear then because yeah. really, you know, if it had been in England, there would have been, you know, different scenarios, you know. So over here, but pulled the car up. Best hesitant, but she's seen, well, seen the uniforms anyway. And two was, we got challenged just of a flat tire or something like that there. So, um, he ended up changing our, our tire for, her. and of course John looked at Madol got on the phone because Madol and they know the, the press boys would have come in and yeah. out of the bar, and I was only getting to learn this and all that. So me and him got a, a photograph in the paper, and I got the mug, <laughs> for being, uh, you know, and it was a damsel in stress helping. It, it was a nurse she just finished off duty Brilliant. coming out of the Royal Lake, you know. So uh, it was nice, nice to do. I was only and that was all part of the story then for the celeb. I was only about nineteen. 19 or 20 then you know but you know that was like one of my first dates <laughs> yeah you, you talk about being a young lad and starting you know working in the bar and, and that you, you kind of get exposed to don't want to say the reality of life but you get exposed to the lives that lots of different people live you know the good the bad the ugly different uh -huh. backgrounds and everything like what was that experience like as a young lad coming in and just all of a sudden you're chatting to these 40-year-olds, you're chatting to these 50-year-olds, you're chatting to these 60-year-olds. It's just you got to know, especially the ones in the BBC and that, and there's great friends. I, I, you, fellas would have been coming in and out and they might have been, the work was scarce for a lot and mm. they probably fellas, some women, like, you know, they, they found solace in, a, in the bar to read their paper or whatever. You know, and uh, like there's some locals come. There's well, he still comes in and out, and there was a great crowd among all the all the BB. It was like the second club to them. You know, before yeah. uh, there was a bit of a fallout whenever um, at the old Lennon Hall, there was a bit of a fallout among this crowd, and they all started to come into the bar, and I got to know them. And um, as I say, that's I got my wee TV careers and my you know, <laughs> over an extra, you know. As, as much as I would love to have done, put my face forward to do what do you call it, uh, Game of Thrones and something. You just yeah. couldn't, you know, because it was full time getting time off and all. So um, you, you got to know, you got to know people, you know. And next minute you were going to parties. <laughs> You know, and you know, when you found out these people were, you know, good crack and whatever, and sadly, some of them aren't here. You've been to their funerals and all, and you've shared the, the good times with these people. Um, I hope my mom's answering these questions right for you. Um, 
but no, no the, they've been good to me is yeah. you know and that's that's our way of thanks yeah maybe I want to you know doing bits and pieces and as I say things have changed now you know you know we would have had all the boys coming out all the mechanics coming over from the Ulster bus and we used to have the the Peace Board, Peace Board International it was the head the head, the head chief of staff was Freddie Hunter <laughs> you know you remember Freddie from Pass and uh he would have uh, come in and I never forget this crowd coming in in November, you know. What was it? The the the, the wing, uh, you know, the the that comes out in November is Bougelet. Oh yes, Bougelet. Uh, so we used to call them Bougelet International, you know. <laughs> or, you know and they would have come in and they were all great crack. They're all little business and Nick was like one of them now. Only he's the only one who comes in out of the crowd. But these boys all worked in Windsor House, saying, yeah. which is now the Grand Central, you know, all the insurance companies and all. A great bunch of people, you know. And I've got to know them and it's like over you know, thirty odd years. I'm still still seeing people, and then I'm getting people coming coming in. I've been living away, and you know I haven't seen you since, and you're still you haven't changed, you know. It's, you know it's it's great that way. You yeah, know? yeah. I don't know if I've talked to you about this before, but there is I've heard people make comparisons between a bar and a church, and just when you were saying, Michael, about you know the Italian craftsmen coming in mm-hmm. and you know putting the pews in and the, their snugs and all that sort of stuff, mm-hmm. like there is it's it's like almost that third place where it's not your work it's not your home well it's mm. funny now because when you were talking about the snugs uh-huh. you almost said confession box so I mean yeah. it is that church thing where people go in and that's you my son <laughs> and people do I mean like I know from my time behind the bar mm-hmm. and you get a punter sitting in front of you in the quiet day and, and you have the time to have a good conversation with them it's amazing some of the stuff people will tell you mm-hmm. you know I, I mean I remember the loveliest man in the world mm. and very, very partially spoken, always extremely well-dressed. And he was telling me, he says, you know, Jerry, he says, I, I used to be in the game myself. Used to have a lovely pub in London and um, it just didn't work out. And I said, well, what happened? He said, well, we weren't really making any money at all. We were busy every day and I couldn't understand it. Mm. And then I found out that the bastard that I had as my manager was bringing in his own till. Oh. <laughs> 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 so your mom was just crazy. And he was such a nice little guy. Plenty Avery's, as they say. And... Um, so, and it just, I got his whole story about how he went out of business and then sort of got him, well, got back on his feet again Aye. and started and up again. you were saying, but that's how staff were always going bar to bar because the, there were some sicky fingers. Yeah, was, there was really? a lot of that. A lot of that. that. You know, see now, the tells you, you, you don't fart in a freaking thing. Of freaking <laughs> ca- catch you off. Know, you, know, <laughs> you know, they're so sensitive to screens yeah. now, the tells, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then there's cameras everywhere. The cameras well. now cameras everywhere you know and there's you have to watch you do have to watch again and you wouldn't see it now back in the day you would have well back in the day it used to be said that if you ran a bar and if you didn't have your own bar within 10 years yeah. you were far too honest uh, <laughs> so there you are 36 years <laughs> no, no, man. hopefully counting <laughs> touch wood but um, I'm sure the crack like different things that were on in that bar like you know Frank Dignall you know Frank yeah like, I'm Ricky, how are you? It's Houston. And now, Houston was Brian Houston. He was the, the PR up at Bass. And oh, was, what a gentleman. What a gentleman. Always every Irish, Irish Cup day. And Frank would have come in, you know. He says, it's Houston. Here's me. <laughs> no, he's not in yet. 
Oh, give us a pint of bass. Put him up a pint of bass and he was in. And uh, we would have went up the bar. Brian, he's in. Because I wouldn't say he was in or not because Brian had already tipped me off. He would have been hiding up behind one of the partitionals. And, uh, and uh, there's, he says, your man's in. Well, you know yourself, but Frank, Frank was the accountant up there. So he would have looked after their books, you know. And uh, God rest him, what a soul like, yeah. you know. And uh, he says, give him whatever he wants, you know. Kind of a double VAT, one name, <laughs> and a ginger ale. He says, I'm putting on Houston's book. <laughs> before he even said, I yeah. says, You're, what are you looking to drink? He knew. Yeah. He knew he was in, and then before you knew, they were all all together. Like, because Irish Cup Day, Boss sponsored it then, and yeah. uh, the entourage came in, and it was always nearly every year. Houston was in, of course. It was he supported Linfield, and it was his jolly like really, yeah. you know, a day out. And of course, when he had the big two playing together, he had more because <laughs> you know good connections yeah. that way. And so, what a sound fella! But Frank was, he was great crack, you know, coming in and out of the bar, and as I said, others like even. Some of the regulars, you know, you have known over the years, and from, and they've gone on to do marvelous things, yeah. like you know. You and know. as you, I think you were saying somewhere, it was just even <clears throat> the characters and the regulars come in, mm -hmm. but people from all different walks of life. That's it. You could have a surgeon sitting talking to a bricklayer and, and being right. the best of mates and getting on and plenty of conversation between them because it, it was would, such a mix of people. Well, and politics drinking. was another thing you had to try to keep hush hush yeah. in a bar, like you know, but. Um, it can't be helped, can yeah. it? You know, so um, you do. You have a you, the bigger the the candlestick maker, <laughs> and the, you know, and the, the, the they're all together, you yeah. know, and, and and that's the novelty of having the snugs. People nowadays let's hug a snug. The old tradition: the door was closed, yes, privacy. If it was open, open for all. Yeah. And you can't get it in the people. You know, you do. You can't go, go, go try to snug. They want you to take them there. Right. All right, you can, but. The business has changed now, you know, the way we work in now, if you, you grab a table and you come up to the bar just like the way they do in most bars and you place your order, pay for it and you take a seat yeah. and then we bring it to you, mm -hmm. you know, or you stand at the bar and have your paint or your halfing or whatever it is and um, the people just don't want to mix. Yeah. I don't know if it's because of COVID but before that, and you remember, God rest Bernie, he used to run our floor and, mm -hmm. the, and then after that was Elaine, they... The snugs would have had, most snugs would hold about 10 people, 12 people, and you would have had them in, and she, this is all before computers, reading it all down, yeah, and New Year's five were getting that, and everyone, and she, I was all right at the beginning, because before it was all PLU buttons, you were able to remember, yeah. uh, 101 was a paint, and it was only 87p. That's going back. So you knew. It was all, and now it's all touch screen and all, yeah. and you, you have between touch screen and you just hit the products. You nobody, you know, you're not really you mentally toddling everything all up in your head, but uh, some waiters, and, and I think I've learned even from demons. You know, yeah. Yeah, it's funny because the crown is that old school, old type of bar mm -hmm. where it is focused on the bar. That's right. Because there's no tables and chairs in the middle of the floor. There's mm -hmm. a snugs, or you said the bar, uh -huh. and I think the biggest thing that COVID hit was that you weren't allowed to stand at the bar. That's right. Uh, but you were allowed to stand at the bar, but you were allowed to sit at the bar. You weren't allowed <laughs> to stand at the bar. That's the crack of it now. Yeah, right. So you weren't allowed to stand at the bar and have your drink, but 
you could have a seat which was placed directly beside the bar. Right. Yeah. You must sit it, it had oh, to yeah, be seated right, whenever right, yeah. in the COVID. And it was and it was so even the manager thought it was so like oh, whenever yeah. up in the hill where Mr. Swan, like he done well. I must admit, mm-hmm. applaud that man, you know, for what he done, like. But they come out more so than what they done in England, like. But you know, and and the each because we're owned by a British company, um, each region, Scotland was completely different to us, different and we were completely over. different. We were ahead of them, and they were behind us, and you know, and then we're always ahead of everybody, <laughs> like, you know. So um, every, everybody was learning how, to, and then that thing about your password, and you know, you can't come in if you haven't booked your table, you know. No, oh, right, that, yeah. And <laughs> funny enough, Jimmy Jimmy was out. Jimmy Nesbitt, he was out with his family, and he, he took it. He, he understood. Yeah. Oh, way on over the rope where he came. He hasn't fell out of us because he's yeah. back in again, as you know. Because he knew it was out of your control. It was out of our control. Yeah. But there were some people that were just so nasty about it. Yeah. Aye. So nasty, like they're like through the dummy level. The thing, you know, look, all I'm doing is asking you. What you, you know, they were very difficult. They were three difficult years. Yeah, I think there's no doubt about it. During that time, it certainly, without any doubt, brought out the best in people mm-hmm. and the worst in people. Oh, it did. I that. mean, some of the things that I seen, mm-hmm. the way people spoke to staff or just treat our people was unreal, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'd never witnessed anything like it. Yeah, um, bar, you know yourself, around the town, most bars will get minimum rate. Some bars will get that extra 50p more yeah. or whatever. But maybe that's what puts kids off, wanting to oh, keep going on at it, you yeah. know. Unless you're thick-skinned, you know, you'll survive, yeah. really. You know, really, if you're thick-skinned, you'll survive. Like, I'm not that thick-skinned, but, you know, it's, to me, it's a job, yeah. you know, and I love it. Yeah. And then, you know? when you were saying there about the, the area around Europe and the train station, the Crown being a mm-hmm. red light district, mm-hmm. and the Crown had its own, Prostitute or woman of the evening, Amelia. Oh, Amelia, the ghost. She was I, murdered in the bar. Possibly. She was murdered. She apparently went down the stairs and out through a window <laughs> um, by her uh, pimp. Right. Uh, and I remember we had a, a seance, you know, let's all touch fingers and thumbs. And um, I forget the name of the company, Ulster Paranormal Society or something like that, there it was. And uh, they came round the next man. This is what you did. I thought Johnson's baby talk was getting put around the tables, <laughs> right? And there was marbles getting ruled up. And then they done. Um, they all touching the fingers and all. And I'm telling you what, it was they done two, but the second one brilliant because he came in there with all these heat lamps and things like yeah. this. That because the, the, they knew they were onto something. And next minute, this wee radio came out. This is a Frank Buckler, some name. And what it done was go up and down and spit out and I tell you what they were most frightening and I, <laughs> well, I, I, I can't watch horror films but I was intrigued by all this shit yeah. you know and it was spitting out and it spat out the name of what you call the, the boyo that threw her down the stairs now. and then they went up on the top of the stairs right and then there wasn't a window or nothing open there was no vents or extractors on somebody felt a cold blow around behind their ear you know like it wasn't dark or anything yeah, yeah. and they were like that Apparently it was his presence and all this here was he was about this pimp fella, you know. So we were walking around it instead of getting the case of get pushed down the stairs, you know. <laughs> but um they went down the stairs and we at a table and it was we just a wee round table where you were sitting sat at the well it sat in the one of the snugs before they put a flap table on and I sat in there and 
it sat one end of the bar and we ended up from the front door to the side door it trailed us up the up the bar I was exhausted and you know we Stevie Webb he yeah. was there and <coughs> he was out of puff uh, I think he, was, he never experienced something like that there was definitely you know it was pitch dark yeah. you know there was a bit of light but we knew that we were moving and there was nobody nobody lifted this table because it dragged and it was cast iron legs. those are the big cast iron tables yeah, 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 yeah. cast iron, and it dragged away up the floor and I was virtually spun round to my yeah. right my god you know and is there any ever anything lately there hasn't any, been anything you know? since sure Sunday's listening to this here the will but you can yeah. go on the YouTube <laughs> you can just go on the YouTube Crown Ghost you know yeah. and you'll you'll google it up there and you'll you'll see it, it was great that was well, god must be well over 10 years ago yeah you know, and um, the ones who've done it now, they were genuine and you know, the we the usual, like, well, bless and keep her, all this here. And uh, it wasn't a religious meeting like or anything like that there, but it's just grace of yeah. God, look over us all and all that shit. And uh, it, was, it was just fascinating, you know, but for, as I say, I, I couldn't sit and watch a gory film, no way, but this year was. And you were in the middle you know, of this. When I, was, when I was five, <laughs> I was hiding behind the sofa whenever Doctor Who was on, you know, and the yeah, Daleks yeah. came out, or the Cyberman, you know, but uh, this was, it was great. It's interesting, like, you, you've been able to experience so much and meet so many people. You know, the, wor- the world has been brought to you. That's Aye. what I think is cool about it. You know, it's not like you're, you're flying to every single country in the world. It's like every single country in the world is just coming to you. They're coming to me, and. Um, they do. There's people that have come back. I oh, you were here about three years. And it's me. Yeah, it's still me. You know, <laughs> grew up here, thing, but it's still me. <laughs> you know, and um, I must be guaranteed. I must be on everybody's phone in every continent. Sure. Yeah. A hundred percent. Because I mean, well, at the end of the day, you, you've, in a sense, you've become an ambassador for Belfast mm. to many people. Because uh-huh. I mean, a lot of people. I know when I go on holiday. Uh-huh. A lot of the best memories that I have mm. is a bar that I visited, and I've really liked the bar. Mm-hmm. But there may have been an outstanding bar person. Yeah, he was just so good about telling you where to go in that city. If it's a city you've never been to before, I'll give you recommendations for restaurants or theatre or, or anything. That's true. So Very you, nice. you do become an ambassador for the city, and Aye. and obviously you're so well known. And I get the staff from we're such and such a place. Now. When I was working in the bar a lot of years back, I was doing a wee bit of courier work, and uh, I got to know about, about Belfast a wee bit better. But I didn't know streets of town. But there's somebody come in looking for somewhere obscure. He says, "I it's down around here." The wee guard was somebody. It was fascinating. Like yeah. I knew, or only the other week. Excuse me. I was heading, and I was actually heading home, and uh, two two Italians were standing on the corner of Wellington Place, or the uh, the urban the retreat is yep. and then we find right they were baffled you know and Andy Watson was walking up the street and they were him and, and the young lad who works along when we were going that says you never you're never out of work you know <laughs> you know so they ended up these these folks run they go where's St Anne's Cathedral I says come on follow me and I was going home are you, are you getting the button here's me no one looking the bus like, he could just speak and just speak a wee bit of, yeah. uh, a bit of the lingo and uh, of course you do, do I don't know if you do but I put the Del Boy accent on you know the Del Boy <laughs> French or the Del Boy you know the broken English you know speak the same way as him and you get you get a response some way and uh, as, as guaranteed it was hopeless the language is at school but 
it was either Irish or Irish or French, or if you went on the upper sick for somewhere like that, there you could take on Spanish or German. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, he just used to broken speak down, bring their you know, everything's got an O in the end, whatever, whatever, and I brought them all around, flipping through Queen's Arcade up around. Mm-hmm. And cut St. Anne's course was shut. He says, You go up the street there at St. Patrick's, but you'll probably see the same church in, uh, in Venice. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, true. They were from, uh, he started talking because uh, Florence were playing in, uh, Inter Milan. He right. was, uh, I, they were playing Inter Milan uh, in the cup, and he was talking about where we go. I says, You probably might get it in the bar. Some bar, but yeah. there might have been an hour match on or something. You might, I think, there might have been one of the uh, premier matches, might have been on the same night. And you might, you know, get in the bar. I'm sorry, I just didn't go and put a couple of quid after meeting them. Yeah. Of course, they won that night. Um, <laughs> but you do, you, you, you're coming in and people are just asking you, and then you get to know all the boys from the black taxi ranks. And yeah. I guess they're parked outside the bar, they're aren't they? Say. You know, and they're coming in with people. Hey, Michael, you look at them as would you? Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about the other 50 I'm looking after here now? Or whatever, you know? You know and uh, they, they come in, they, they bolster you, you know, because, as you say, iconic. It's just a pity that none of these uh, little companies that run all these little award ceremonies don't give you an achievement for doing, you know, your services. But, you know, because the tourist board, you know... It, uh, you are you're, you are an ambassador for the city you there's know no, no you're, you're doing doing the job you're, you're directing people to this and where can I get that I'll go down the street there and you may be able to, if not I'll give you a telephone number you can contact yeah. him you may be able to get a, a tour you're, or, you're, or you're phoning up to say look Patty I've got our gym somebody here looking a looking a looking a taxi can you yeah. do it or can you not if not you know Put them through to that number and they'll be guaranteed, you know, yeah, to, get, to get someone, you know, here. You see, which is good. Yeah. You know, you can, it's. And how like you, you were saying there when you, when you met those tourists and then you, you, you walked them around the and you said, and Belfast people are very much like that. We've had that in another yeah, job box session, didn't we? <clears throat> and I know that they have done it, where I've bumped mm. into tourists and they were looking somewhere, a traditional pub to go for a pint. Mm. And I ended up walking them around the Duke of York or John Hewitt or whatever mm. around by that and I ended up staying with them and having a couple of beers with Burn them. Uh-huh. And, and they just, they found that amazing. They probably made their holiday like. Yeah, and Liverpool's very similar. Because that's yeah. happened to me in Liverpool. It's the Irish and I was over, as you know, I'm not big into football, but mm. I was over with Pedro. Uh-huh. Um, he was, it was a derby match that he was over. Uh-huh. And I went, I'll just go for the crack. Mm-hmm. And we were asking for directions, and this guy went, oh, he says, sure. I'm not doing that. Come on, I'll, I'll, go, I'll go that way with you. Aye. And end up having a couple of pints with Brilliant. him. And mm-hmm. we, we're very, very similar here. Like that. You are, yeah, but I don't even think there is, wouldn't be, there would be, wouldn't be the same in Dublin. I don't no, think it. No. The people up in Derry now, or what should I say, it was a stroke city, as the, <laughs> the big man would have said. Um, he was a great crack, Jerry. Um, but. They would have, they would, we're a bit about the same. Yeah. I say the same mentality and looking after and helping well, I think people. Dublin's become so cosmopolitan. It's that big city, it's that London and coldness. Exactly, it's, yeah. it's, in, it's, it? it's getting yeah. that way. Belfast will be like that, I'd say, in over maybe 20 odd years because the young ones nowadays are too busy on their phone. Mm. They wouldn't know where to. I wanted to ask they're, you. Just, they're probably walking up a street and not knowing they're right. on that street, you know, with yeah, their folks. I wanted to ask, kind of like, as we start to wrap up, I've got you a final know. question for you, but. Uh, you talked earlier about like people not mixing anymore in the snugs. That broke mm. my heart. Uh, Hearing that, get people. Um, I it was just that it was prior to that everybody would have just saw amongst oh, them. Yeah. There's people who are just a wee bit. 
either they don't want to be sitting there and somebody's eating food or they just don't want to know but the, I met a young girl in the in the bar and going back when I only first started there and it was fascinating it was, it was, let me see it was only two months into the job or whatever it was Velcro wallet where'd you get that look <laughs> you know she was in California next minute I know it's my telephone my dress just swapped it over she was finished her her, her, her nursing degree and, and she was touring the touring Europe you know Swiss descendant happened to go to Belfast she was up from Dublin and she, then when you had a phone box in your bar she, was, <laughs> she phoned because she wanted to get phoned back to uh, her, the folks and could you turn around and tell my mummy you know blah 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 so I tell my mum I'm okay so I says she's okay everything's alright in Belfast blah 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 she's in good hands here she's up seeing the city and all that there so we kept next minute, I mean, it must have been just three months later or whatever, maybe this package arrived in the door, it was this Velcro wallet. <laughs> Thank you very much, you know, <laughs> it's here, blah, blah, blah. I still got to keep in contact with this girl, right? She invited me out to her wedding then in 1990, and her family put me up wow. for three weeks. Oh, is that lovely? You know, so uh, that was great. Um, two weeks in San Francisco and a week in LA. You know, unbelievable. You know, and I was told if I had been there a week prior, I could have been down to Vegas and back again for the <laughs> wedding, or I could have been down the Grand Canyon if I had stayed. But I arrived a week before because you can take yeah. in the, the things, you know. So I, I flew out on the 12th and I was panicking because I wanted to make sure it was sitting, touching <laughs> ground on the 13th yeah. that yeah. year. And, um, it was great, and then of course the perks of the bar, you know, the consulate used to come in and out of the crown, and uh, the Paco says to me, he says, uh, he says, just bring your passport round and get it sorted for you. It's <laughs> no problem. So I brought it round that morning. I was heading into work, and at five o'clock I had it. He came back in again for his painting Guinness and Ray. Brilliant. Hadn't had a big green stamp on it. The perks, of the perks of the job. The perks of the job or anybody now. He'd be waiting there months. Oh, my God. You know, he was the American consul. I still keep in contact with him and he's been backwards and forwards. He was part of that crowd. He would have drank in the old Lennon Hall and all. Yeah. And then they all just seen the influx. Sort of, sort of. You know, move around, around, you know. Brilliant. Well, the final question is just very simple. If you could go back in time to an 18-year-old version of yourself, mm-hmm. you had a few minutes of 18-year-old Michael, a few mm-hmm. minutes of his time, what sort of things would you be sending? What, who? An 18-year-old version of yourself. Just enjoy life, son. <laughs> and, um, you know, take whatever pitfall comes you, because you can always bounce off from it, and enjoy life. Really, you know, it's, you know, everybody's going through the same same path you know yeah. you know some may take a difficult turning you know but just focus on doing what you want to do and and you're done all, you've done well for yourself yeah. you know and then one, yeah. one that Matthew always asks is and this this be a considering the amount of people that you've served and you've met mm-hmm. but the question we usually who ask who do you want is, me to start with like I've, I've met Michael J. Fox <laughs> <laughs> I've met Brad Pitt Ruby Wax <laughs> As I say, so local, uh, somebody local, right? You, you've living or dead mm-hmm. that you can bring for a paint uh-huh. to the crown or whatever, and sit and have it, sit in a snug, and have a heart to heart conversation with them, living or dead. Who who would you love to sit and have that? George that paint Best. With? George Best, if he was still here. Isn't you know? that amazing? The many times his name comes up. I like. I'm an avid Man United fanatic, yeah. and. Uh, 
who wouldn't yeah, you know yeah. and I couldn't tell you if he did come into the bar or whatever people that uh, George Best friend I says I wouldn't know he you would imagine the amount of time that he spent yeah. in the, the Europa you would he imagine he made it but I doubt yeah. I doubt it you know he was too but sure Higgy was always always in and about you know yeah. I remember when he came in and he busted open the doors and I you know, I'm home. He says, <laughs> champions home. Give us a bowl of stew, and they got a bowl of stew in the paint, and then right up until before yeah. he passed away. I remember him coming into the bar, and like, your heart went out to him. I you knew, you knew must have been broke my like when I the last days that I seen him because mm. I would have been managing the mermaid then he would have come into mermaid because mm-hmm. the, the wee bookies was that's right, and he had been sitting with a whole pile of bit and dockets all around Aye. him and. You know, and, and just sad, 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 you know, and he lived his life. What would he have said if he was 18? He probably says, Go out and enjoy yourself, you know, which he did. He lived his life to his fullness. And he came in, I remember him coming in, he, he couldn't manage, it was half a Guinness and a Bacardi and Coke. Mm. And he wrote it down, and I'm sorry I never kept that docket, but mm. then again, if he had signed it, they probably wouldn't have yeah. done a tenor for it. But, <laughs> well, that's, yeah, that's, we, all, we all know, know yeah. it. It's like, you know, I've got him, never forget this wee lad coming in, and uh, is it all right? he's, he's in nicest, but don't, he says, I want him, he says, well, I went over then, I broke the ice, he says, Alex, this fella coming in, he wants, he wants you to sing, <laughs> sing for him as a picture. I tell him, come on in. Freaking charge me a tenner. <laughs> you know, he was saying, you know, you know, he was autographs. You know, he was ahead of his time. He probably wanted to go and do, you know, a ten pound uh, travel or something. You know, but actually, uh, hard to go. He was a lot. You know, in the end, some people. Then again, he had his side. He was too weird. Yeah, Declan hated about him, but he mean. And there was different times whenever I, big sports personalities like oh George I. Best and Higgies the one managed the way. People are looked after. Oh, and I, hi. Then it was such a weird just thing. I always remember the story with George Best in the Europa. Mm-hmm. And he was getting room service. And when the wee guy came up the room and he went into the room, and George is laying in the bed, Miss Wardle's laying there, mm. the bottles of empty bottles of champagne, then everywhere, cows laying all over uh-huh. the floor. And the wee guy turned around him and said, George Best, when did it all go wrong? Oh, no. Nah. You know, and, they and George Best sitting going, what what went wrong? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He was like, I've got know? this. But should uh, Clarky's even good? Darn, mm. like he's been coming in and out there whenever Alison had the the, the Miss Northern Ireland shows. And Darn's looked after me too. Yeah. He's getting tickets for the opening and all like, you know. Yeah. Great fella, you yeah. know, and you know, have our banter, you know. I says, You come back, I says, you, You've won that open and Liverpool haven't won the league. Neither <laughs> have, like, you know, I can't use that crowd anymore, you know. But um, he was great. He's a great fella, you know, and they'd be an horror person, but they'd go up, even up the Harbour Bar or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. Up the, well, he isn't a Willie Jackson, no. Willie Jack, yeah. You know, and he's coming in out of the bar, he he knows me to see, you know, this yeah. is everybody knows you to see, you know, because yeah. you know, you're in the, the business. Yeah. You know, it's not my business, but, you know, I've worked through it. 100%. You know, and I've seen and you. I mean, you're the personality and the character of the boy. Mm, well, I was, I was said last year when yeah. I got my. I was going to say the spirit. I was going to say the spirit of the bar, but yeah. I've got a big Amelia there. Like, uh, well, don't want <laughs> to put the out. She was a party. She was an 18 year old, good looking woman. Well, right. That's what came through on the. We came through, aye, but. Um, it's just, even Colin I work with he's been there 40 years he's, he's, 40, he's yeah. 40 years you know Colin's he's, he's in the background but he tell you what he's some stories he get yeah. he's always said he, we'll read the book he says and uh, I have the stories you've got the pictures 
you know <laughs> you know Great. just god help anyone anybody that does come in they go away from belfast with a man with me in the crown yeah. because excuse me can you take a photograph of us i no problem i switch it around <laughs> yes, man. I must say, there's a load out there for it. And then you could be walking over the bar next minute, they're busting out laughing, especially the crowd of girls coming over for a weekend, you know, or yeah. whatever. And I would always take a photograph. I said, or the Americans or whatever. I said, keep that in your gate at Halloween. I'll just keep the kids away. You know, but <laughs> and have you, have you found a big change in the customers that the crowns now attracting? Aye, definitely. You know. You know, we have the walking tours coming in the walk in the door and out the door. Yeah. And the punter says, is this really happening? Here's me. Aye. He says, you might, out of all that 30 that's walked in, make a four of them coming back coming later back. on. As oh, much right. as them boys, you know, tell the story of the bar and, and, you know, and in the province, you yeah. know, maybe go and go, go to the opera house, get a ticket to be in Cal and grab one, you know, you know, come to the bar. You know, you have to experience, you have to even... <laughs> As certain establishments in this town, you can't get half paints, but we can give you a half paint, you know. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great fella, and I love him. Oh, yes. I mean, I have my glasses on or whatever, but I had no beard to think I'm twins, you know. <laughs> and uh, he's a great crack too, as you are, John, and me. So, um, yeah, people coming in, and they walk in the door and out the door. It's, you, know, you have to stand there and just take in the ambience yeah. of the place. Yeah. Even whenever the, the children and the neighbour doing the... Uh, the charity work when the grant the, the, well before they built up round back or Linen Hall Street yep. there they, they built that big that was a car park and all that there so they had HHU I remember the the friendship band remember the way it was a friendship and they came in through the bar and they waltz turned around and done that and the Sally Ann even coming in and mm. the acoustics see when you hear like an old trumpet going or something yeah. the acoustics in that bar is unbelievable mm. you know it's great and then you had all that palaver of all, you know, the years have changed, you know, yeah. we've had, Snow Patrol even had their, I was asked, <laughs> and uh, I got, I say, says a boss, of course, everybody, every bar, I, you had to close 11, what bar did? Yeah. That the week, you know, that was a big thing in 2011, you know, so they had their after show party in the Crown, and Steve Strange and all that, they were all, they yeah. were all in the whole lot, yeah. even Terry comes in because he's great friends with Dick Boys and stuff like yeah. that, and Hooley was in, and that was great, great crack, hadn't it? Yeah. Great crack. Yeah. I think their bill's still sitting, but they were good <laughs> crack, you know, and, you know, you know, you know, you know, you know that was, even Belfast was bouncing that, that was a Sunday night. Yeah. Uh, Belfast was bouncing that night. Yeah. You know? Everybody wanted to see because they might have seen a star and they might have seen this was the MTV Awards, the MTV yeah. Awards, you know, that night. And um, they came in straight in after being around the city hall, Brent and the crown, yeah. And they had their after show just to have a few beers. And because the last the last job box I've done was with James McGinn from Europa, uh -huh. and like he was saying, you the the hard the, the penthouse and mm -hmm. done it on five tiers, mm -hmm. turned into their own big nightclub, mm -hmm. and you. Justin Bieber standing at the bar, Jesse J, and Aye. it was just full of celebrities. And every one of them left Belfast mm -hmm. thinking that's an amazing city. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you know, the, you know, man, but you know, you know yourself, Jerry. You, you are an ambassador. Oh, totally. You yeah. know, you know, and you're a known figure. So maybe that's probably why I'm still there. You know, actually, a big man. The word to get about, he's away, away. You know. Mm -hmm. He didn't do a school field anyway, but he, <laughs> you know, he, uh, I, it's, I, I just, like every day, as I say, from the beginning, every day's different. You yeah. just take it, you know, you may get slaughtered your stage, you'd be standing there 
twirling in your Quite hands. But sure, understands, yeah. You know, you have to get the duster out and do a bit of buffing or hit clean that brass, but they have to do it, you know. 100%. You know. Well, look, Michael, thank you very it's much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Jerry always pleasure. likes to give away. Yes, so as it's the job box sessions, we always give our guests about the job box. Oh, lovely. And you enjoy that. I'll appreciate that, Jerry. <laughs> as if I might get drinking it with the wife in the house. <laughs> but I'll enjoy that. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. That was a pleasure. That's a wrap. Uh-huh.